This is Do By Friday, a weekly challenge podcast with Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. This week's challenge, make a playlist. Hello? 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 Oh my Hello? god, Hello? I, I think we need to turn Merlin down. All right. Oh my god. Oh, pretty, oh, oh my god. Your ears are also broken. You or Max has That's very sensitive huh. sensitive ears. I like Merlin to be much louder than us That's, because otherwise I agree. Yeah. we both I talk agree. because otherwise we both talk over him because he's on a, a just enough of a delay that I think I was about to say that. Um yes, room where it happens. Woo, what you eating, Max? I got uh, a little McDonald's mm. bacon egg and mm. cheese biscuit, which I do think is the best item. I've thought about this a lot, and I think that if I had to pick one thing from McDonald's to save, if it was you know if the whole company was going under and I could only get one item, mm-hmm. it would be that um, bacon egg and cheese biscuit. I do think that's the best thing McDonald's makes. Every mm. component is very good. The biscuit's very good. I like the sort of egg. What what is it? It's sort of a yellow square. It's really two <laughs> yellow squares. I like right. the whole thing. It's a. Gr- I like the American cheese. Even I think the American cheese works really well on the sandwich. I really mm. want renowned, incomparable podcast host Tiffany Armand to let us know if that's Kato or not. Kato? Kato? Am I being... It sounds it's racist. A little bit, bit ping pong. A little bit ping pong. It sounds racist every time I say it. Is that the I name of like, it. A, like a cartoon frog? I, uh, kind of. It's the, <laughs> it's it's the Green Hornet's uh, assistant played by Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, I it was. Of, Bruce Lee's first American uh, appearance. I have a lot of updates. Guess what I'm oh, gonna, good. Guess what I'm going to do after the podcast. Uh, I'm for vote? anything. I'm trying to find. Mm. No, trying to find. Like like to talk about on, voting. I like to vote on election day. Yeah. I'm going with, really? Um, Why? Uh, it's exciting. It's it induces a panic attack in me every time. Like, what if this goes wrong? What if, especially because I'm in the sixth. Like, it might matter. <laughs> it might matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I uh, I'm going with uh, Mary Robinette Qual, and we're going to go carve pumpkins for our for our houses. Oh yay! So Mary lives on in a. She lives in uh, what Merlin might call a two-flat, mm. but in America mm-hmm. we might call just an apartment where she's on the mm. second floor. And she's an amazing. She has one of the coolest houses in Chicago of, of anyone that I've ever seen. But she has this little balcony that comes out, like, and it goes like over the door. And so what she does is when the kids come to the door, she carves a pumpkin that says, yell trick-or-treat. So the kids oh, yell trick-or-treat. No. no. And then she's built, she cackles like a witch. <laughs> And she's built like a winch system, and she lowers a basket of candy down to the children. Oh God! And does a whole oh. wicked witch, witch of the West thing, mm. and it's like it sounds amazing. I'm and she oh. has a whole costume and a whole setup. <laughs> now, what I've done mm. this year, I have this crazy smoke machine contraption and these lasers, and mm. it makes this really cool effect. Tommy and I kind of set it up over the weekend, and it's it's like sort of working. <laughs> are, are these the crazy disco mushroom lasers? I'm not sure how to answer that. The, <laughs> yeah. the green fog machine. Well, it's a normal Theater fog the machine, mind. and then you shoot a green laser, mm-hmm. like a laser level across okay, it. Okay, okay. So and it's it makes the like fog a, one. It makes like a, the effect is like it almost looks like water. Like it creates like a plane in the fog where there's this oh, light yeah. coming through it. It looks very cool. Yeah, the the guy next door did that on Bob's Burgers for Halloween. That's a good that's a good look. Yeah, well, I'm building the um you know, my street is no fun. Everyone mm-hmm. hands out like organic like carob chips in a Ziploc bag and or or like a healthy granola, homemade granola or something oh, like that. Oh god, give me a break. There's mm. that one that one guy um Mark Sanford uh 
was uh, handing out to pocket constitutions. He, he showed a, a picture <laughs> of his Halloween tray filled with pocket constitutions mm. for the children who come to trick-or-treat <laughs> at his house. Well, it's Halloween at my kid's school today, and um, everybody dresses up, and I guess it's Halloween everywhere. But um, <laughs> we, got a, we got a special visit from uh, <laughs> city assessor Carmen Chu. <laughs> and she huh. came out and took the mic and did so many like like dad jokes and and she was being like now go out and be careful tonight and da 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 and you did can tell she say what the kid. city assessor does? Yeah, we bring in lots and lots of money. <laughs> Look at me, I'm wearing an orange dress. I'm a pumpkin. No, you're not. <laughs> did she really? <laughs> is that what pumpkins. she said? That's what she said. The yes, city she's opened her jacket and said, "Can anybody tell what I'm dressed as?" Ew. No, but did and she say? Did she say, "Hey kids, I'm the city assessor," and you might be wondering what does, does anybody the city know what that do? means. Mm-hmm. Blank stares and blinking. She goes, it means I bring in lots and lots of money. Well, she's oh, not no. technically wrong, but no. also I wouldn't describe the job that way. I don't know. I, I mean, she she's... says it like that in a, in a debate. If she has like I a used to be calendar. like this. It's probably like how you guys are now, like where you, you can't tell when a kid's two or 11 and you don't really one doesn't really know how to talk age appropriately to a child. And you usually sound kind of brain damaged when you're talking to a kid. Do you like dolls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> what do you mean, do I like dolls? No. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did you just arrive here in a flying saucer? <laughs> you like Bullwinkle? What? You know what, what is I've a Bullwinkle? I've, I've had much better success talking to children like they're my peers. Like, I don't mm-hmm. change my voice, and I just try to talk to them about stuff I'm into. So I'm like, hey, what's your favorite uh, Star Trek captain? You like hentai? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More yeah. than Bullwinkle. What yeah, do you so think what, about uh, George what, Soros? Uh, what, uh, what podcasts are you into? <laughs> I always ask. You listen to the new ask. season of uh, Slow Burn? Slow Burn, yeah. You gotta listen to that serial. You just get madder and madder. Now, what are you dressed as for uh, Halloween? Oh, Bumblebee? Well, here's the thing. is I think Adnan yeah. did it, but also the state had no case. <laughs> oh, it's... Reese's. Reese's has created a candy converter machine that allows people to trade in the candy they don't want for a Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, I don't want to say mm. that How awesome I've, is that? <clears throat> I don't want to say that I've already opened up the candy supplies and I've been Oh, eating them everybody's for already weeks. opened the candy. What are you talking about? But I haven't. I was man, goddamn. Mm. We got like these mixed candy bags and like goddamn Reese's is the best candy. See, so, I aren't don't you do aren't that. you like a full no. bar man? Don't you do full bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Howie does that. He puts out puts out a whole bunch of full bars. Yeah, that's what we're I doing. I love that. So we so we ran out of candy last year cuz word got out that we're a full bar household. <laughs> And, every, and all the neighbors are news travels fast. all the neighbors are giving away like they're giving away like uh, fruit leathers and like uh, vegetable <laughs> chips and a pamphlet so, about Jill Stein. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we uh, yeah so we're the full bar house and word got out and you know it was it was we had a lot of kids who were like very overjoyed and that made it worth it but then we also had surly teens who were like can I have more than one oh. and you know who was yeah. you know who dealt with them was Bobby. So like I have people over to give the candy out because it's kind of because we get oh a lot of trick or treaters and it's pretty fun. And man, Bobby fucking handled those teen. They really frightened me because I was worried they might make fun of me. Oh. <laughs> That's what they do. Oh no, yeah, they're yeah. so good at it. Yeah, those I was theoretical teen. I was oh, worried no. like I was worried like they'd come up and they'd be like they'd be wearing like um like a mask like a scream mask or something. Mm. But no nice other, torso. But like, yeah, yeah, but just uh, but, I'm self conscious about my body. <laughs> But no other costume other than just like a drugstore, you know, mask or something. And they come up and they'd be like, how many am I allowed to take? I didn't want to say one per person because then they'd be like, why are you, what, are you going to eat them all? Why don't you go complain about it on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) 
They just savage me so effectively. They make that haircut for men. I don't want to be made fun mm. of by, by teenagers. Now, do you have any alternative candies for the the mean parents who are like, oh, they can't have that? Wait, did I send you that thing from the Facebook group? The, uh, no. Uh, I don't think. Mm, no? Oh. That's a good idea. You could have uh, like a black licorice or African-American licorice. You could, you could give them something, something kind of nasty. The <laughs> <laughs> Hand the parents a pamphlet and the children. Well, I'm not going to be licorice. able to find it in time, but there was a very Registered funny Registered a post. vote. <laughs> Remember to vote. I just do all Reese's because that's all I wanted. That's a great move, Alex. <laughs> yeah. and, but the problem is no one ever comes to our door. <laughs> So that we just have a giant bowl well, we should, of Reese's. You should consolidate forces. Bring, the, bring, just come give candy out of my house. I'm, I'm, I might just bring all of them here. H- Halloween lives matter. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but you leave you leave a bowl. Here's what you do, Alex. You mm. leave a bowl out, right? And that's either mm-hmm. going to serve us a neighborhood of good children or one fat, awful child. That's th- oh, no, 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 no. It's going to service the one not ex marine who really cares about blue lives. Who oh, he's going to take them he's all. Gonna, like the, he's going to be like the, the the fat cat from Nekoatsume, and he's going to come <laughs> and eat your whole bowl. Of, oh no! Of oh no, my bowl. He actively said this week, man. I wish there was trick or treating for adults. <laughs> That's nice. That's very That's nice. He hasn't lost that spirit. Like, do you just want me to buy you some candy, dude? I, so you're not sure if he's a Marine? Me. He's got the flags and stuff, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have the tattoo. You know what that, so, you know uh, what that cat's name is? Uh, Chubbs or something? Tubbs. Tubbs. Uh, and I got it. And I got, and so I got an email the other day. I got invited to a, an event to uh, a roundtable discussion about uh, UBI, Universal Basic Income. Um, <laughs> and uh, I may or may not nice. go. But, uh, hot. So the hot. invite was... Uh, uh, an invitation to like roundtable discussion about UBI with Mayor Tubbs, mm. and I was like, they got the, <laughs> and I was like, they got the big cat from Neko Atsume, but it turns out he's the mayor of uh, Stockton, California, and he um, uh, he uh, 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 supports uh, universal basic income. I mean, you don't know him. it's not him, it, or it could be that Tubbs fucked Isabel from Animal Crossing, and he's their oh, son. Huh. I don't <laughs> know if he supports universal basic income. I, oh. He's at the event, so I assume he does. That'd be a fun uh, he could, he could be a gr- he could be a griefer. So <laughs> <laughs> what's called? No, he he's he pi- he has a pilot program for universal basic income in Stockton. Cool, Stockton. I think that's where Pavement's from. I'm sending you sending you pictures of my elf. Oh, you sent us. You look up your Facebook uh, thing. Were you were you admonished by the group? Was I admonished about what you're allowed to do for Halloween? Oh, oh no. You know what it was. So it was like it was like one of those text posts that was a picture. So it was like a JPEG of text all like oh, laid out. Gross. All oh no! And it was like and it was like don't. It was like it, don't ask a child uh, a trick or treat because they might have an auditory processing disorder. And don't oh. scold the child for not taking the candy quickly enough because they might have a, a, di- a movement disability. Oh my and god! Like, the and like child. and don't and like don't give candy to every child because they might have a, a different dietary need. And it went on like that for like thirty different items, and it was like all things not to do at your door. And it was like I don't know if I read this and took it to heart. Like I don't know what to do. Like you're not supposed to say trick or treat. <laughs> you're like not supposed to give out candy. Like, like, oh can I just say trick or treat? And, and when I'm elected, when I'm candy? elected, we're going to be saying trick or treat again. People are going <laughs> to stand with pride and say trick or and treat. And let me tell you one other thing. If there's a child with a tremor and he struggles to take a candy out, you bet yeah. I'm going to tell him to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, let's go. There's more kids. Let's come on, go. Come on. Yeah. Get those able bodied bastards up here. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, little shaky. <laughs> come on. Let's go. Let's move it. One candy.
what my other uh, my other errand today I also thought would be fu- would be fun to discuss on Dubai Friday. That's what we do now. Discuss Max's errands. Go. Well, what am I? What are we going to read the newspaper? <laughs> yeah, we talk about a podcast. Uh, did you see what uh, this uh, Trump yeah. guy uh, <laughs> said? Uh, see what's going on these dinglings in Congress? <laughs> Um, yeah, he, Pittsburgh uh, was very, very nice to Melania. <laughs> he, well, the one, the fun, the one thing that's driving me crazy this week is he's been doing all this crazy. He says one crazy anti-immigrant thing after another, and it's like, yeah, it's just very. It's obviously like, he, well, it's not even obvious. He literally said at a rally. He said, mm-hmm. boy, I wish the press would cover the political issues I want to talk about instead of all these, like, you know, hate crimes and shootings. He literally just, you mm-hmm. know. He's, it's killing it's killing the Republican momentum to have all this discussion of yeah. pipe bombs. Yeah, he said the quiet part loud yeah. uh, accidentally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yesterday, what was the one? Was the, As of recording, uh, this would have been uh, Tuesday. Yesterday, he said uh, he wants to uh, issue an executive order to countermand the 14th Amendment protections given to children born in the U.S. so that they're not necessarily citizens. And I'll say the only funny, I mean, I, I'm not going to, you know, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to get mad at Trump about it? That's, you know, it's like. Uh, well, there's like three things about it that are implausible. It, it's a real, yeah. If it's, like his, it's like his November 1st tax cut. I, I know. You know, it's the kind of thing where like there's, you literally can't do that. You can't just have an executive order know, to override the Constitution. Here, and you say. wouldn't get it done by November 6th. But here's, here's what I'm going to say is it, it's a little bit like, pe- first of all, people were very scandalized by this. And I, I, I can't, I mean, what is, it's a kind of like a scorpion and a frog situation at this point, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to keep saying increasingly crazy shit and there's not going to be any consequences except maybe electorally down the road. And uh, here's the other thing is a lot of people, Merlin, had your take, which is that you just said, which is like, he's not going to be able to do it. The court has, this is settled jurisprudence and the court will stop him from doing it. And I was like. Boy, these people are really slow to catch up to our new reality, right? Like, if Trump yeah. really, which he's, you know, he's going to get bored and forget to do this. So I'm not actually that worried that he's going to do it. But uh, if he actually decided to do it, like, you know, that he could strip the citizenship from the children. What do you think? This, you think, you think Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are going to be like, sir, no, no, no. no oh no, sir, no, there's no, no, a, no, no, no. there's a settled case law by no. next Tuesday. No, they're going to come up with some sort. That's what's funny about originalism is they're going to find some nonsense that they're going to be like, well, as uh, as uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote in a letter, you know, yeah, they'll yeah. find something, and th- and then there'll be editorials, and, and you know, it'll it'll be ba- it'll be the same battles as everything else. But if Trump if Trump set his mind to it, which again he's not going to do, but if he did, he could, of course he could do it. Yeah, I have no. All hope pe- anymore i yeah. like hmm. do but we remember 20 november 2016 i i don't think that uh, there's uh, c- congress is gonna say red sean Caston isn't gonna just lose he's gonna die in a pit somehow and everything's going to be bad i'm no longer even trying no. which uh, other people should try though i've been out in wheaton like every day this week please are you please, God. good for you i well i've talked about how much i because I, I, I you're in the hate him. Yeah. Um, I, I introduced my daughter to Emily's list uh, via Christina Reynolds' dog. Have you seen her sweet dog Rosie? I, I no. you I we're about you're gonna have to take things off the stack one by one. This there. is I, a yes yes no situation. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, no, Emily's list. Your, no, it's your political list. I started no, no, go, watching. Go, go well, I was telling her. I was telling. Well, it was all the services showing her a sweet doggo. <laughs> and I said, there's this really cool woman that I follow on Twitter named rare Christina pupper. Reynolds. R- rare pupper. It's a pup, 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 Yeah. Anyway, it's not funny now. Now you, you killed my joke. But uh, basically, <laughs> Christina Reynolds works for Emily's List, and they work really hard to try and get women into office, which I think is a very laudable and good thing to do. But she, she has a dog that looks like Dobby, and she dressed him up like Dobby <laughs> yesterday. It was really cute and had a little sock pin to him. <laughs> 
It was so cute. Anyway, vote. So, um. so far on this podcast, we've established that I think my Democratic candidate is somehow going to be murdered tomorrow, and you are oh. not tomorrow, next week. And Merlin thinks that dogs that look like Dobby are are. Merlin, she's also trying to. Oh, Merlin, wow. Merlin wow, found wow. a heckin' good pupper on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we all, you know, we all are helping our midterm totally candidates. I'm having a very difficult time right now, and I would oh, like a little God. bit of space to have my difficult time. Mm. My crazy lady made her account private on twitter and i can't see my crazy lady anymore oh is this your so gang stalking lady yeah, my gang stalking lady my favorite oh, no. she's been down for like two months and it's killing me maybe they so got spent a lot more i they might have gotten her i think probably her husband went in and shut it off because you know he's he's uh he's got the he's got the bright the, the brain beams that, that make him not aware that she's targeted um and so uh but yeah i look a lot i have a group called cuties and so i go and i have a twitter list where i go and look at uh, cute doggos and kit kits and pup pups <laughs> 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 it's a sweet thing to do. And I follow weird animals. You should go find my cuties list. It's called Cuties, and it's on Twitter. And you can see uh, lots of interesting animals and funny animals. And there's a whole one. You know, George Conaway and I uh, both like uh, both like uh, corgis a lot. So so mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of common interest in corgis. They have such little legs. You know, yeah. now that Twitter is taking away the like button, and I, I know— you think, it's a tr- you think that's real? You think that's a problem? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, nor do I care. Twitter's less hmm. fun every day. Twi- Twitter should be the place we all You seem go. like you're in a good place right now, Alex. Uh, yeah, fine. I, I've, been, <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been using much less Twitter. I, I'm really liking I deleted, Instagram. Uh, I deleted hmm. the app off of my phone, the Twitter app. Oh, so did I. Well, so I, I have to So I go up. in the browser. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I go in Safari, but it's so bad. Like it mm-hmm. so barely works that I like don't read as much Twitter. Okay, I, like, I read like mm. I read like one eighth of the Twitter that I used to. But you probably get more upset because there's like, oh, this is so frustrating and hard. Oh, look at all these bad things. So really, the no, outcome I, is the same. No, I usually what I do is I go on a few times a day to see if people are mad at me. That's the mm. first thing. Is okay. I want to go. On, sure. Yes. Why do you go on Twitter? You number one, you want to know if people are mad at you at that moment about yep. about something or another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, find, out, find out what you did wrong. Exactly. And I like to uh, take inventory, and then I'll sort of scroll <laughs> through the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and see uh, uh, what would what would people on my timeline be talking about? They might be uh, maybe they're making fun of an obscure uh, conservative uh, media personality who no one's ever heard of, except that they get retweeted and dunked on Twitter all the time. And I think thus, it's going to be Jacob Wool, Jacob Wool creating a company two weeks ago, and the phone number is his mom's voicemail. That was all very funny, but also that was extremely extremely good. Very yes. funny. Can someone explain that to me in thirty seconds? Mar- I was Mar- just just very barely. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so rumors started circulating uh, recently. That uh, women who have worked or seem to have worked with Robert Mueller for the last over the last forty plus years were yes, contacted yes. to say, mm-hmm. um, "We want you. We will pay you." In this case, this one woman who gave it to somebody, I think at Bloomberg, said, "We'll give you um, twenty thousand dollars. We'll pay off your credit card debt. We know exactly how much credit card debt you have. We'll pay that off. Hand you twenty thousand dollars if you do it today. You get an extra ten thousand dollars." These things started getting circulated. Then the reporters passed that along to the FBI as the reporters then started digging in. And they found that it was uh, funded apparently by this guy named this uh, this real dirtbag uh, GOP operative named Berkman. And that basically he had charged the very, <laughs> the very, very serious Jacob Wool from uh, Gateway Pundit with going out and doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this. We found out that Jacob Wool has been, quote unquote, li- has leaked to Gateway Pundit where he writes this document showing all of these outrageous allegations against Mueller. Only he redacted everything but forgot to redact the part with the fake company that he had formed two weeks ago. Uh, you can go and see his email is on the domain. And if you call the phone number, it goes to his mother's voicemail. Oh. So that's been a lot of fun. Is he he's like 17 years old? What yeah, he's this? like three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> he looks exactly. Do you guys know Review of the Week? 
No. He looks no. exactly like Review of the Week guy. Uh, so, uh, please uh, fire up a Review of the Week, Alex. <clears throat> so what is the review the of the week? week? It's a guy who looks like Jacob Report Wall. The report of the week? Report of the week. Oh, there Thank we you. go. It, he's a guy who looks like Jacob oh, Wall. God. He always wears oh, like God. a double-breasted suit, and he has his hair slicked back, and he reviews like fast food products, in sometimes in a car. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> I got it. Burger King's Halloween, Halloween Nightmare Burger. Let's, Yo! Let, let's watch like a second of this. Hello, everyone. This is Running on Empty Food <laughs> Review. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone watching. This is Running on Empty Food Review, and I'm your host. Okay, is this guy serious? Yeah, it's not a bit. Oh, then I... Oh, no! I've I've watched a lot of his videos. Don't wear a short sleeve shirt with a tie. Don't do that. I've watched a lot of these. Did you hear it on uh, Mabim Bam? Did you hear the Nightmare Burger? No. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's You know, last year they made it with, like, a black bun. Mm -hmm. It's a green bun with a burger and a chicken patty. (laughs) And bacon. It's like two thousand calories. It's so gross. It's so this this fellow looks real. He's got kind of a Tilda Swinton thing going on. Oh my god! Does gross. he refer to himself as Report of the Week? Is that does he always do that? Uh, I think it's the Royal Royal Report. I got. Uh, I changed my pants. I got new pants. <laughs> oh, nice. Go on. This is my report of the week. I'm, I'm actually excited. I go pick them up. I'm gonna go pick them up today. Tell me about your new pants. Well, what made you want to so, change? So I've worn the same pants since college, and yeah. okay. so yeah. I do the I do the uh, Levi's uh, commuter jeans. Are you guys familiar Ooh. with this product? Yes. No. yes. So they're ki- so they're called commuter jeans, and they're like nice. they're basically like five elevens, which are the best Levi's. And they're made specifically for cyclists. And when I first got these in college, they had what they were. Oh, my God. They were so fucking nice. They were like slightly stretchy, but like reinforced in all of the areas where you would be on a bike seat. So you would get like they were reinforced in the crotch so you could avoid like a blowout. uh, It's got like a gusset. (laughs) <clears throat> like a Chuck Norris gusset? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is, but I think it has it. Oh, you know, it's like when you get an extra little uh, fabric diamond. It's like a dart for your dingus. But they, it's, in, get... it's inside. They look yeah, like yeah, normal yeah, yeah. blue jeans. But they're, but they're really tough, and they had some sort of water repellent quality that made them like, like, like you know, you, you, Merlin, you, you and yeah. I, we don't like to wash our jeans too much. No. Because mm. it kind of ruins the, te- the quality of the, of the denim. And uh, so it I, needs all those it needs all those juices and dampness in order to like conform to your body. You shouldn't yeah. wash your jeans for six months. Yeah. So uh, what else? And then the best feature was so what you would do is before you got on your bike, you flip up the cuff like about an inch, and mm-hmm. inside there's a little reflective strip, oh. like a safety strip, and so it's wow. like having a little reflector on your ankle wh- wherever you go. And These I, look cool, slim yeah, fit. So here's the problem. They keep me. I will buy. What I normally do is I get four pairs of the same exact pair of jeans. I like get them hemmed so they fit perfectly, and then I keep them for about two years, and then I replace them, and that's my pants. Like, and then I I wear <laughs> basically the same pants on a rotation like every day. And uh, the problem with these commuter jeans is they keep making them worse every year. Oh, so that every, sucks. Like every year they keep like, they're like, oh, we all, we'll just take this feature away. We'll make them slightly shittier. And now, and I have my pair and I'm not even at, I'm, I don't think even, I'm even at the one year mark and I'm very dissatisfied with them. So, and here's the other thing is I've observed, you know, I'm a, 
as you know, I'm a pretty mm-hmm. careful cultural observer. You know, I like mm-hmm. to stay on top of the trends, mm. the fashions, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. what the kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that I think people are wearing a lot less blue jeans. I think you're right. Oh. I think you're right. Oh. I think blue jeans are not. You think, they're pl- you think they're played? We're done with them. Yeah, I think people are doing different colored pants. Not like khakis, but like br- I think like a lot of brown and gray pants I'm seeing. Oh, before you say anything else, can Merlin and I make a prediction about what color and kind of pants? Absolutely. Okay. You're you're Mm -hmm. probably going to get it on your first guess. I I don't know. Merlin, how about you? I don't know. I like like the look on on Max, a man of Max's stature. I'd like a... Uh, oh, uh, pumpkin orange, super tight chino, like where you can just you can see. I every wanted re- this to be a real game. You can yes. see every religious well, aspect like said, as he's walking into the office. Guess. You can see exactly mm-hmm. what he's got going on. Yep, yep. Um, That's a powerful look. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin got it on his first guess. I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> hey, you guys notice anything else? Yes, Max. No, really. Look, you can see. I know Max. <laughs> be very uncomfortable. <laughs> Trigger treats. <laughs> what's your what's your oh. guess, Alex? Okay, so what's the actual answer? All Alex? right, I I think well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Max has been dressing more like a like a respectable adult lately, and not wearing the exact same thing every day what are you like I about? do. Uh, you hmm. you are wearing. You are not wearing a t-shirt and jeans every day. You have a nice yeah, sweater. Yeah, it's winter. I wear my same sweater. I have one. I have six of this sweater that I wear right. one every day, like Mr. Rogers. Right. This is right. so funny. I do the same thing. I do. I. Have, I well, we should come back to it. I, I do the exact same. I have wear the same thing every single day. So, it's so do so I. We've all. Well, today actually, I am a. Uh, it, don't you do plaid or don't you do uh, mm, like lesbian dots or something? I, exactly. I need. I'm forced to buy different patterns and colors, but it's all the same shirt. Right. Um, That's the trick. Is yeah. I put a lot of work into finding the thing that yes. I like and now I'm open to variations on it but mm-hmm. I but yeah, that's my thing yeah. like it, it feels comfortable my goal is to be a cartoon character don't you do don't you do a real tight cuff on the sleeve Alex aren't you a cuffer oh well that's more out of utility than fashion right. that's where Alex puts her cigarettes I, <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a good look for you you should go grease her um, my <laughs> snap when you come into the room Keep that rocket in your pocket. Alex is, you know, oh Alex God. kind of is a greaser because she's oh always in, she's always fixing her like uh, Corvette, except it's it's it, plugging it's like plugging cables into the podcast studio. Oh frantically. right. So I, I always uh, come in here and I'm like, uh, "Yo, Alex!" and she slides out hey. from one of those things, on, <laughs> <laughs> one of those little little wheelie dolly things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Covered with grease. Why are you covered with grease? Yeah. Hey. She's she got cables coming out everywhere. She's got a pencil behind her ear. <laughs> Pauses to go. All right, Alex. What's your what's your guess here? Um, this is only because this is the the pant that I have been looking for and have considered getting custom made. Is just a oh, gray, shit. like a gray slack uh-huh. that is sort of casual enough that you could wear it with a t-shirt mm-hmm. but also nice enough that you could do like a button-up and a, a sport coat whatever those things are but i'm thinking yeah, like a blazer you, but i'm also thinking you might you might go with a dark brown not quite khaki but mm. a little so mm, i'm gonna say a dark brown for you well here's the new pants that i'm gonna be trying out mm-hmm. as the possible candidates for the new pants. Mm-hmm. It's the black Levi's 511s. Holy Ooh. shit. I might, go, I, I might go to a black blue jean. Oh my. A black <laughs> jean. A black mm-hmm. jean. What do you guys think about that? I think it's definitely worth trying for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. th- I know a lot of cool people who wear black jeans. That's 100%. exactly why I will never wear. Them. Mm. <laughs> I just I've I've tried that. All of the cool people I know wear black jeans. A uh, friend of the show, Kevin Budnick, always wow. a black Kevin jean. Kevin wears black jeans, and Kevin yeah, looks he's so the coolest cool. person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they're it's all true. they're all cool. Like I've been looking around and seeing a lot of cool people wearing black jeans, and I think I want to get in. I want to get in early. So are you going to do I'm, a five hundred one or no five eleven black? No, I because I listen. I have my pants. Okay, right. That's the so other. So it's appeal- just a different that's style. That's a very appe- that's something very appealing to me mm. about this whole th- situation. Is I can stay in my my beloved five eleven line. I try these five elevens. I'm still five oh one all the way down. Now five eleven uh, is a more. I think it's a more a tapered jean. It's more tapered they're and it has a slight. They're like women's, but women's pants. They're the girl jeans. But women's pants are more technologically yeah, advanced. Oh my god! No, 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 no. They're yeah, not encumbered with those uh, those large of, pockets. There's yeah. exactly there's a bit of like, they're stretch jeans. They're yeah, stretch. they're just, <laughs> they're slightly stretchy. <laughs> they are. Sli- Why don't you just get yoga pants? <laughs> get those yoga pants with the tr- with the translucent they're not like knees. Ela- they're not like elastic. <laughs> they're just a little bit stretchy. Oh, like a four way stretch. It says right like after you like after you eat the president. It's lunch. <laughs> you just you get your jeans get a you know they have a little gift. Podcasting pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they get a good hege on these ones with the five eleven slim fit performance performance jeans. <laughs> yeah, I need to perform in my jeans. Ooh, slim chino pant. These oh. all look like they have like a really long rise. I have a very short rise, and I don't mm. I don't like having that mom jean thing where it comes up to your belly button. I like I'd, I'd like a short rise. I should get custom pants. Oh, I I love a good mom jean, which is which is why the I also have the five elevens, but they're they just mm, they don't I I have Merlin mm. Mer, don't listen back Merlin I have hips and it's really hard like they're the best oh. girl jeans unless you have hips it's very hips upsetting. don't lie yeah but right and the pockets are huge the po- these pant like Levi's have nailed pocket technology oh yeah yeah oh for sure for sure oh my goodness look at all these choices <gasps> you can get them what color is that called. It's called pomegranate. You can get pomegranate. Yeah, you can Alex, get. I went to the Levi's store. On, I get so uh, stressed out when I get there. It's a, there's a oh, lot going on. Yeah, there's, there's a lot so going much. on in that store, and a lot of people want to help me, yeah. and I don't want to be helped. I yeah. want to sort of look at everything, and they're like, "What can I tell you about this?" I'm like, "What could you possibly tell me? <laughs> they're fucking pants. <laughs> they're pants." <laughs> right. What 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 are you going to tell me? <laughs> like, what? You should ask sometime. They might really unlock some shit that would like blow your mind. Maybe it'll be <laughs> like you the... wear them on your arms. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like since the days of the cowboy, denim has been an American staple. Like they'll have a whole thing. I think they'll have more of like a a, a pant waiter type of thing. Like ah, oh, have you have you worn these before? You notice our belt loops. <laughs> oh, you see waiter. these cuffs? <laughs> like yeah, that's the trouser sommelier. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of racism in these pants. I don't understand what the deal is, which is these even sized waists. Maybe, maybe if you maybe if you mm. ask for help in the Levi's store, if they yeah. open their mouth, but it's Avery Truffleman's voice comes out, and she just does an articles <laughs> of interest. Uh, yeah, they had a they had like a Levi's historian on for that one episode. That is true. The, the, they had they had a blue jeans episode, and they had like the Levi's historian on. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's the big pants update. So maybe, God, good uh, for you, man. I'm glad you're trying stuff out. Try some different pants. You know, I maybe, feel challenge, like, I feel challenge. Like st- I feel like if you get too scared to change the color of your pants, you know, that's mm-hmm. really the day when you stop living, you start dying, Merlin. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> you just blew my mind.
you are doing magic so so wrong unless oh, yeah, I hear this. they uh, max has been doing a lot of magic tricks but also talking about magic and sh- showing people how m- much he does magic and so what are you talking about the, showing people how much i do magic yeah so and and that's the thing if you, you think it's always kind of really looming good, over your head like you don't know when it's going to happen it could trigger you he no sh- show no up that's probably I, th- I bet he's going to take out cards right now but that's the thing you need to you need to come at people with uh, like just completely surprise people. You can't let people know that you're doing magic if you want to do magic tricks for them. Uh, actually you're don't, you're actually expressing don't. your hobby and enjoying it too much. Actually, Merlin, he's doing dis- it wrong. I don't disagree. It with sounds it. like it. I actually yeah. don't disagree with that but assessment. <laughs> That's not wrong. And just it 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 I any any time for for example, if theoretically I had this amazing amazing trick planned for our magic trick challenge and it epically failed none of you would know but perhaps this still has been brewing in my mind for months and it will happen at some day when i pull it off because as max said when you pull off a magic trick it's it, it's like coming it's amazing but it's really <laughs> did i say that <laughs> no that i said that okay. <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm yeah. she fills uh, in the details a little yeah. bit. oh boy um by the way by the way it's called it's called it's called an illusion <laughs> it's, it's not a trick it's an illusion <laughs> a trick is something a whore does for money or cocaine <laughs> You know, this this is reminding me of something that Alex once said, which is that Max is probably the greatest manager who's ever lived. A really incredible very, boss. Very, Are you getting pull yeah, quotes? Yeah. You getting yeah, pull no, quotes? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm attributing <laughs> In, that correctly. Yes, yes. You're saying this damages the performative aspect of it. It would be like somebody in a musical saying, and no. now I'm going to sing. Like you, you gotta just start singing, right? Is that what you're saying? Like just get out and do and do the effect. Do I the don't illusion. know. It's like bank. I I guess that's a a decent analogy. It would be like Banksy being like, "Yep, yep. See, I did that. See, look at I'm I'm prepping to do a thing. Look at oh, look at that." Where is it? It's, it's less magical. It, you just mm-hmm. you just gotta bring bring it out. Like uh, it, it, oh it god, come the in hot. Fucking glass. Oh, the glass card trick. Still, still, oh, still troubles you to think about that. Day. It it hasn't stopped. I've I've. <laughs> oh no. There there are a few people who have who know how it's done, and they're like, no, Alex, I know you can figure this out, and they won't tell me because they it's simple enough that I can figure I'm it out. I'm not sure it helps, <laughs> Alex. I've had the two of hearts <sighs> trick explained to me many times by people, including a magic <laughs> professor, and I still don't really understand what happened. Like, oh yeah, I understand. He like he did a thing with the deck, and then he did, had me do this uh, one thing, and it still fucked me up. Well, that's why it's still that's, really that's why me. it's great. It's I don't, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but theoretically, that that big trick could be coming. Statue of Liberty just dis disappear. Oh. All right. That <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a stupid <laughs> trick. Oh boy! Trick. Uh, w- <sighs> wait, any? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I, what? I remember this morning. I was trying to change. The next point was uh, <laughs> me saying anyone yeah. <laughs> try to use docs in uh, oh. on an iPhone because. Oh, oh right. wow! So it. Uh, I've never What'd been more self conscious than knowing that Merlin is watching me try to paste something into a Google Doc <laughs> on my phone. It's not. It's not much better on an it's iPad a at better. all. But, like, I mean, I do a lot of stuff involving time or uh, duration things. And, like, the colon, you have to flip to the right on that little tab uh, bar to get a fucking mm-hmm. colon. Uh, it's crazy. Up, but we, get, we really should get to the challenge because I, I, think, I think we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, but, uh, oh, right. Uh, uh, I had a new uh, feature I wanted to go to, the uh, Apple uh, PayPig Power Hour here oh, on no. uh, Dubai Friday. Uh, who, uh, mm-hmm. who bought? Oh, well, tell uh, me about who, that. Well, what let's is just, that? Uh, let's, let's, let's. 
Oh, Let's no. get the Apple Pay Pigs uh, together for a little roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to ask if you bought an iPad, but mm-hmm. let's just all go around and say which size of iPad we bought. Oh, no, that's so much uh-huh. worse. Can we just go with if? Because well, then you could just assume that I bought the most. I'm going to assume model. that you did not spend a thousand dollars for sure. Now not. I bought. Now I bought one. I bought one of each. I wish I did my same move. I, as, I did my same move <laughs> as the iPhones. I bought one of each, and when they come, I'm going to see if mm-hmm. the 12 inch is too big. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And now. I don't know, man. I'm ready for the upgrade. I'm ready for the upgrade. The way they described it. I mean, the combination of getting something like the screen uh, size of the big one in the smaller one, and it's just a little bit bigger than the 10 inch, is very appealing to me. And I super duper love the iPhone 4 oh, right? uh, style edge. Oh, just love my the idea God. It, it looks does. so beautiful. It is. I miss there's that no design. question it's a better design, and it's more grippy and easy to hold in your hands and stuff. I think it's coming back. But. It does slightly bug me that it looks like it's a different product line than the iPhone. It, but that's it's coming though. It's okay. it's going to be. I hope so. I. You think I so? Think you so. think the square east sides will come back? I wish they would. It it looks. It still looks. I see somebody using a, a uh, like a four four S, a five a five S. You know, it's like a sixteen year old phone. It looks amazing. It still looks so good. It's usually got a cracked screen and stuff, but like it looks so good. And mine's mm-hmm. like, man, it's a phone. It's an iPhone. It's uh, it doesn't have that same. I mean, and, and the, you know what's weird also is like the, how do I describe this? The flare, like the little dots, the little uh, speaker oh. grill and all that stuff looks better well, on that phone. Well, because it's a fucking why, but antenna line also, right? There's three grills and then five, wait. Things are six. Oh God! Things Ugh. are are pleasing and beautiful if they show you how they work in a generous way, and and they are and they become mm-hmm. weird and and disorienting when they try to like obscure how they work in a way that's ungenerous. And there's something about that that the, there's a real like confidence of of having that metal band that like I don't know what it was like aluminum band aluminum band mm-hmm, that goes around mm-hmm. and it has the speaker dots mm-hmm. and the charging cable and the brakes for the antenna and the buttons and you can kind of look at it and it's generous in a way of it of of you know where everything is and what it does. That's declaring that it's a it's a mobile device. And like this is how it works. I, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just it's there's a confidence to it, and there is something about the new phone the way mm-hmm. that it's just sort of it's it, you know it's like Eve from Wally. Like uh, there's mm-hmm. no everything just recedes into the body, and you can't see where anything is. And I don't know. It feels it feels yeah. it feels c- creepy in a in a Stanley Kubrick way to me. Mm, I guess I'm going to sort of. Dis- yeah. uh, like I am, I am full on for the squared corners, but this this just feels like a trend that they wanted to go on, and I do think there must be some reason, like some they they want some sort of illusion to make it uh, like my, okay, okay, uh, uh, thought thought happening here we, <laughs> here we go, like like the tapered edge in a MacBook Air. Uh, originally, it was because the battery, like they they wanted to make it smaller but still have the big battery in the back where i think with the iphone there must be something like if you had those straight edges across it'll it would feel like 10 times bigger with this oled screen uh but with the liquid with the liquid retina stuff i think they were able to get it small enough that's like okay we can like shave off these corners do the 90 degree thing and it, it will still feel small whereas 
I mm-hmm. I think that if they thought blah, 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 blah. if <laughs> Alex, are you malfunctioning? No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm uh, at ninety degrees did you, did on this iPhone. Did someone tell you a logical contradiction? You <laughs> uh, may ask one question. Uh, anyway, I didn't get an iPad. So Max, do you want to tell us about you didn't get Patreon? One? They're so expensive. No, I did not get one. They're yeah. Me neither. N- Me I neither. didn't get one either. <clears throat> neither of you got a new iPad. Yeah, Merlin, Merlin did. definitely didn't Let's, get an iPad. No, That's completely specked out. All I'm comfortable saying <laughs> is <laughs> I got something. <laughs> I got something. You, is it for your tattoo art? What? If you did, could you say <laughs> which oh one? God. I mean, I know oh we all God. know that you didn't get one, but which one didn't you get? <laughs> oh, uh, the one I didn't get. The one I didn't get was the large one, five twelve. See, I did twelve. Mm. No, I did five twelve. And, and two cases in a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did five twelve. I did five twelve too, and I feel. Because I figured this, no, this is the one that's going to last me for five years. Oh, yeah. So I have my, well, I made a case, I made a case to Dan on Back Mm -hmm. to Work that I think is a case that a parent and lots of normal people need to think about, which is like, this is also a movie machine. When you go somewhere, you want movies on it. And if you put big movies on a 64 gig device, that's going to fill up so fast. And it's a huge fuck you from Apple to make this the leap from what is it sixty four two fifty six five twelve one terabyte. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a ridiculous mm-hmm. setup. Um, I mean, one twenty eight would probably be fine for people, but no, they're not going to do that. They're going to make you. Well, they're going to make you go now, way up. I remember. But, yeah. So I have the previous iPad Pro, which I love. It's like one of my Me favorite too. computing yep. devices ever, 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 ever. And I think I got the biggest one. And is that five twelve? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. And. I think I got 256, but I, I had I've more, never, more, I don't think more. I've ever filled up 50% of that I'm storage. not even close, not even close. Oh, really? But it's, yeah. a, but it's, hmm. it's, it's the, if you think about it, like a movie is going to be, I don't know, what is it, at least a couple gigs, yes. right? To get a, I mean, a, I, I, I don't yeah, know but what also, the exact compression but also, stuff like, is. So what but, do you, when, you, when you say you put a movie in there, you mean you're syncing it on Plex? No. Oh, um, but it could, it could be Plex. It could be Plex. But no, it's iTunes. So uh, don't again, you, I've, I've, don't. So I've had this. Here's why I do syncing on Plex now is I have. So I used to be a good iTunes boy. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is I would sync all my movies. I would check them to make sure they were there. And then I would get on the plane and I would hit play yeah. and it would go iTunes. You got to do it. You got to do it two days. I told Dan this. You got to do it two days before. Don't do it the day mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. Don't do it the day but before. You got to do it two it days. Go, before. iTunes cannot like authenticate this pl- this movie. That's no good. And then I'd be on a flight with no Wi-Fi, where the Wi-Fi was broken, which is every flight. And then I couldn't watch my movies. Uh What, am I going to not watch my movies on the flight? You're a Plex man. Mm -hmm. You're a Plex Mm -hmm. man. I get Mm -hmm. that. I get that. The Plex Plex sync just works. My Plex problem is a weird kind of edge case. And again, if anybody's ever heard Back to Work, I'm sorry I'm repeating myself. But part of my problem is that my Plex server is not where I'm watching the movies. My Plex server is at my office. I've got redonkulously fast 298 megabit down at home and office with a very strange 11 megabit up and 11 what? megabit up. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's the program that I'm on. I uh, can't get fiber, but that's, it's, it's plenty fast for downloads, but for uploads, it's garbage. And also I have a, an ongoing with my home ripped media of things that I, I got on DVD open source. Uh, I have a terrible audio sync problem that comes up mm. within five or eight minutes on almost everything I stream. And I have not figured out how to solve that. So mm. I'm using Plex a little less. We own 330 movies on iTunes. And so we are a good iTunes family. But yeah, so anyway, you know, you don't need this. 64, though. You're going to wake is, up is one it... day and those movies are going to be gone. They're going to be like. I'm going to wake up one day and everything's going to be yeah, gone. Yeah, you're going to wake up one day until you don't. And then you're dead and it doesn't matter. You're the matter. one who's living the lie. You're the one who thinks <laughs> well, you can preserve anything. I think that if you get your media you server. You look through your third eye. I think that if your what? media server is configured correctly, you might never die. 
That's what I'm working on. The but dragon think, will never eat you. I really think that nope. one day you're going to wake oh. up and <laughs> iTunes is going to be, oh, I'm sorry, you bought all those were movies. And all, we only have cyber movies now. And, <laughs> and, you're gonna, and, and we don't support movies anymore. And also there's no way to watch them. So if you want to watch them with this laser. And point. they'll probably have yeah. some sort of program where they're like, uh, well, because you were a good customer and you bought the movies, we're going to give you 50% off on your cyber movies. But cyber movies do cost $99. <laughs> and then Everett Gruber and everyone yeah. are going to be like, wow, this is really great that Apple is giving the discount for their on their new <laughs> cyber movie program because it just shows that they're a really classy company. <laughs> it's a courageous move. Yeah. Do you um, – are you uh, – I'm sure I've tried to sell you on this, but are you registered on movies, uh, movies everywhere? Mm-hmm. Movies – Everywhere. Um, it's important that you do this because <laughs> okay. once you, I think it's, it's No, no, no. It, like, what does it do? What does it do? Mer- Merlin, you know this better than I do, but it's great. Is it anywhere or everywhere? I always forget. Uh, I don't know because it just, it was one of the m- easiest things that has ever happened. This is, this is the most, arguably one of the most magical, implausible yep, services absolutely. that you could possibly imagine. Like, for example, do you remember when, so remember the early days of buying music? Or for that matter of <clears throat> even listening on a streaming service, they're in these real wackadoo formats with just loaded up with weird DRM. And then Steve Jobs announced the most implausible thing. Somehow a deal had been struck with the labels where they were going to sell DRM-free versions of music for a dollar a piece or a dollar twenty or whatever. It was it was the most bananas thing you can imagine. Well, along comes Disney. This used to be called this used to be a Disney specific service, but it's called Movies Anywhere. We'll put it in notes. You go in and you get an account there, and then you authenticate with iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, Vudu, Google Play, Microsoft Movies and TV, and even Fandango, even though I don't use Fandango. <laughs> Fandango. Fandango. Hobo Camp. Um, <laughs> Chipotle. Um, big ups to Jerry Blank. Um, you go and you authenticate with those services, and to the extent possible, I would say well over 80% of the time, any movie you've bought from any of those services will be available anywhere else. Vis-a-vis. And this is not perfect. It's not every studio is exactly the same setup on each one of these. But when you agree, Alex, it's, it, it works implausibly well that <clears throat> once you bought something on iTunes, you hop into Google Play, guess what? You can watch the movie there. Prime Video, you watch it there. Which doesn't sound that cool, but it's actually super cool. If, like, you're a Plex man, Max. Like, I would prefer to watch certain things on certain devices in certain ways. And over well over 80% of the time, everything I bought from all of those services are in all of those places. It's crazy. I expected so an what, ultraviolet you, situation. I'm, it's the opposite just, of that. I'm a little, what does this service do exactly? So you have... That's the part I'm missing. All right. So you have purchased movies from uh, Amazon Prime, from iTunes, from... I think they have Google Play. They have, have Vudu. I'm the hypothetical Max Temkin, the Royal Temkin. It works, it works both ways. Yes. Okay. okay so okay, got it. then you sign up for movies everywhere. And then you can either, if you're a monster, watch it, watch all of those movies in the Movies Everywhere app. Or now suddenly all of your movies that you've bought on Amazon Prime Video show up in your iTunes library and you can watch them on your Apple wait, TV. Wait, 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 wait. Exactly. They, wait, they, it's made crazy. A, they made a deal with yes. all the tech companies? They made a deal with all of those companies. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? You pay for Sometimes this? if you nope. bought it well, in HD, you, it already. you can watch it in 4K on yes. one of those other services if it's mm-hmm. not in HD on that service. It's completely bananas. It doesn't cost anything and it works great. Why? How? Because Disney I has know. so much money and they are ramping up for this stream streaming service and they are trying things they're taking a loss for the team and oh disney is like making this 
I think it was called Disney Anywhere before, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then they're like, well, what if we bought everything? And then they just, you know, pay everybody else. I'm, I'm sure it's going to go away. But and for well, now, what I, what I can't it. say is, like, so I know I've got something like 300. But the thing is, it's it's so weird what they count as a movie, what doesn't. But I've got 221 mm-hmm, yeah. movies, according to M Movies Anywhere. So it's not everything, but, like, like, like I bought Incredibles 2. I'm looking at it right near right here. I bought that on iTunes, and now it's available on those in movies anywhere i can't and it doesn't cost anything right and for for some reason i don't remember why but my entire uh collection of the golden girls is on amazon prime video i guess it wasn't on itunes but and so some of them are in movies everywhere yeah it doesn't do tv i I don't think it does tv usually it's not supposed to but there are just some episodes that pop up and i'm like oh i mean not gonna complain so okay sure uh but it, it that's gonna have to go away but again, you're gonna you, die yeah, die yeah. one day anyway. So just enjoy it. Oh, you're it. still gonna die. Yeah. you're still uh, gonna die. Mm-hmm. All right, we really should uh, get uh, cooking on the challenge. I, I just had one, I had one final piece of business here, which is uh, I was gonna plug. Um, uh, Merlin has uh, does another podcast uh, with uh, huh? uh, John Roderick, uh, who's oh, yeah, the uh, uh, musician. Uh, he's the front man for the uh, the Long Winters, and he's played in a lot of other bands. And uh, they recently hit uh, episode three hundred. Congratulations. Boop, 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 boop. And that is one of the best episodes of the show you guys have ever done. Oh, let me look. It's called the it's the it's the airplane. <laughs> the episode title is the airplane doesn't care. And John does the sort of one man play about him. Him and his dad are taking a flight and they see that the deforestation in the Pacific oh, Northwest. Right. And then he, and right. then they have the conversation <laughs> with his uncle. It's, it's <laughs> the, the warehouser guy. It's yeah. an amazing, amazing episode. So if you're not listening to Roderick on the line, I think this is a pretty good place to start. Oh, thank you. We've been on a pretty good run lately. John's been, um, he's been full of beans lately. Um, sometimes when, <laughs> well, you know, he just, he, yeah, thank you. Enough said. Yes, thank you. It's, I really, I really, I gave that episode a little star in Overcast. Oh, Ooh. man. Ooh. Uh, well, well, uh, uh, we can uh, finally one... get up over, uh, over, get up over Joe Rogan. <laughs> I can tell Overcast has gotten popular because they don't I like know. any of the I shows know. that are popular. It's, oh, I'm like, oh, Yay, Marco! Oh, ow, ow! <laughs> it's like AT Peep and like lots of like Tim Ferriss yeah. type podcasts. How <laughs> I made this? Mm. The Founders Circle, uh, the Quarter Office, uh, the Seat One A Hole. Uh, <laughs> Things you've learned from Sky Mall. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Executive Lounge, the Ten X Hour with Johnny Bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, d- Hi. We, we, Hi. We, I have candid <laughs> conversations with America's top CEOs and ask them about their secrets of scaling and success. You're going to learn from the pros who failed and succeeded and failed again and failed three more times and wrote a book and finally kind of succeeded. It's a podcast about succeeding eventually. <laughs> challenge this week it was your challenge merlin yeah i kind of shot my wad in the after show last week because i'm just so jazzed about this but yeah, the challenge this week was to go on to spotify uh or similar but ideally spotify and to uh, identify a band that you know you like 
could be a recent band, an old band, or whatever. The original, it's basically do whatever the fuck you want to make a playlist and share it with our listeners and each other. But the, the goal of it was to explore the discoverability component, as you say, of uh, Spotify and to go in and start with a band and then click on the area called Fans Also Like and then explore bands you haven't heard, songs you haven't heard, and um, make a playlist and share it. I uh, mm-hmm. might have done this slightly wrong. Uh, no, you're no. There's no 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 rules. Just right. You did just fine. We all did it in a very different, so interesting not, way. I'm not. A, I, I, as it turns out, I did it in all of the ways. Yes. <laughs> I'm not as familiar with the Spotify product. I use Spotify. I just don't. I don't like know all the little features and and everything. So what I did was I made a new playlist and I just stuck a song in there. And then if you scroll down on the playlist screen, it yeah. says like it, it, other yes. songs that might belong in this playlist. And then be- totally legit, totally okay, and legit. And then I would, and then I added one, and then you can hit refresh. And then every time you add one and refresh, yes, it like, yes, 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 it like yes. changes yes. it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and it's rarely, it's I'm not gonna say it's always great, but it's rarely terrible. It's rarely mm-hmm. very wrong. Yeah, it will be something you might kind of know, but it's really well, good at going like, hey, you know, there's a chance you're gonna like this David Byrne I, song. I'm like, yeah, I do like I have the David another, Byrne song. That's good. I have another problem to, to, to toss out there, which is my for I have Spotify Premium, which I, I expense to cards, and because for a long time we used my Spotify account in the booth of our theater, like mm-hmm. on the computer in there. That was like oh no, so you've Spotify. got a lot of so I have oh it is yeah fucking chaos in there, like all the stuff in my library, all these playlists, and then when it makes my like playlist. For me or whatever, like it's total yeah. nonsense. Try having a ten-year-old. Oh fucking a! She first she ruined my Apple Music and now she's ruined my Spotify. I got her own. She's I got a family Spotify so she could have her own stuff. But like I still get tons of recommendations for Disney's The Descendants and <laughs> stuff like that. Because or or that P.T. Barnum movie where or uh, Finding Neverland where she just put one song on repeat for literally four hours. Now that that's a known issue. That should, they should have an Amazon-like thing where you I wish, say, like, isn't take, like, take out the ding like, a, like a nuke my account button. Oh, I know that's a good was, idea. I know they would never do that because it's like their business model is like mm. accumulating all this data to sell to advertisers that it turns out doesn't pertain but to But it's bad data they're gathering in I, that Well, case. they don't care if it's good or bad. They care that they can sell it. And they, they sell it by having a lot of it, not by ha- having it be good, which is why the world economy is going to collapse. Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is that like if you are in the business of leveraging collaborative filtering to improve your product and sell ads, it benefits you to know that there's not a ton of false positives in there. Right. Uh, no one. My theory is that no one actually benefits from the data being good. No one in huh. the business. That's no one in the okay. transaction benefits from the data being good. They benefit from there being a lot of data. The only person who benefits from the data being good are like advertisers who are trying to sell things, and they don't yeah. really know if it's good or not until after they've already spent. So they can money. sell Marco more ladies' shoes. Right. Well, or like they do. Do you get weird Instagram ads? Marco was saying, and lots of people have been saying they get very strange Instagram ads. Do you, are you getting things for like the other gender and stuff like that? Oh, I get, I get crazy shit. Um, part of it is that they know that you're so like, how do I like? So like the okay, so the other day someone was over at at our place and we were having a conversation about uh, like our dishwasher and they liked our dishwasher, and <laughs> then the next day I started getting ads for like dishwashers and, uh, around the internet. You know, I'm one mm-hmm. of those like things. And I was like, man, that's so fucking weird because I never Googled the dishwasher. I never searched for it. And then I went through that thing of like, were they listening somehow? Mm-hmm. Right? Reply all did it. I, yeah. I know, right. Mm-hmm. But, Reply all explained but, this. But basically, I mean, my theory is the advertiser knew that my friend was in my house with me because we were on the same IP or even in the same geographic area, even if they weren't on my Wi-Fi. And they right. probably knew that we were friends because we like posted You're on the same social graph, yeah. Yeah. And my friend Googled the dishwasher. Probably. Mm-hmm. I haven't asked, but I assume they did. 
and then it's got me. But the other, so that's off. That's bad because I already own a dishwasher, so I shouldn't be getting ads for a dishwasher. But the other funny thing is like when we were buying our house and we got appliances, like one day we like went and picked out a washer and dryer and we bought a washer and dryer. And well, you know, and then for months afterwards, I got ads for washers and dryers. And the algorithm was like, this guy loves washers and dryers. Mm-hmm. It's consistently one of the stupidest things that you see, and it's, it's, it is so funny when you can see the seams that hard. Two examples. Fa- hilarious funny one was Matt Howie bought, I think it was porch lights. He bought a new light for his porch, and everywhere he went for the next six months, he, they're offering him porch lights. And the same thing happens on Amazon, where you're like, okay, I bought a filter for uh, my dehumidifier. And then like for the next month, it's like people who bought... Filters for their dehumidifier also bought these these other filters for their dehumidifier. Like that does not make any sense. Right. There's there's no way you have a, this well, paucity of data that you're trying to make I, meaningful, and it's I stupid. Think that, I think there's a real uh, emperor has no clothes situation with a lot of this online advertising, where it doesn't really work that well, and it's people have to do it now because it displaced like all other kinds of marketing and advertising. But uh, it's, a, it's a good analogy because everyone benefits, ends up kind of benefiting from agreeing that they're seeing the same thing, even if it's nonsense, even if it's noise. It's like line noise. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. But well, just, that's why I said, I mean, the, your emperor has no clothes thing. It's good because everybody benefits by going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great outfit. Right, right. I mean, but, but also at the end of the day, like, I don't think those ads work very well. And uh, I'm very, I'm, I do feel like at some point, so, pe- you know, I don't think there's like a tech bubble per se. I think there's like an ad tech bubble. And uh, or and people have also talked about maybe there's a media bubble, which also seems like plainly not true to me. Media is really struggling. But I do. Th- I think this ad tech bubble is like going to be pretty ruinous for the Internet when it when it bursts. And people have forgotten, like how much inter- Internet infrastructure now runs off of like Facebook OAuth and things like that. Like if mm-hmm. that crumbles, like lots of services go down. You know, think of like Amazon, you know, like like cloud compute and things like that. Like that's it happened not, with Facebook recently, yeah. That, that's where the, not, the, it's not yeah. good. It's not good when those dependencies. Like, remember when a, a lot of the internet went down because that one JavaScript library, what, like, <laughs> like, got updated and it was just a mm-hmm. dependency that everything had that was hosted mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't remember all the details, but like, that kind of shit could go. When, if tech companies really start suffering, like, like people forget how much of the internet and how much of these our lives and this infrastructure is just, just absolutely held together with you know duct tape. Think about AWS. And Facebook, just those, just those two things. And of course, Facebook probably uses AWS. But like those two things, you'll 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 see this happen, and you can almost immediately know. You suddenly you go to a website, and suddenly no, none of the images are loading, or like the surpassing number of the images are not loading. And you go to other sites, and they're not loading. It's like, well, AWS is down, and like that's a really really big deal. Yep. I mean, I agree with everything both of you said, except the majority of people do know that. It, it everything runs off Facebook and Amazon. They they know it as everything's running off of Facebook and Amazon. And it's it's when AWS breaks for the little guys that use it. Like we're all fucked. They mm-hmm. the the normies who use the internet will be fine because that's where the money is in it. It'll get fixed. But I I, I don't agree. I think like 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 it's going to be a huge issue when 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 it, like I I do think there's an ad tech bubble. It's going to burst. There's well, gonna be big, yeah, yeah. lots of upheaval in the in the tech startup world or whatever, and uh, because I think a lot of these companies have sort of like inflated you know market value prices based on imaginary value of ads being sold that don't work, so I think I think there is like like uh, uh, there is gonna be a, a reckoning for these companies. What the fuck are we even talking about? This is music. But, oh, <laughs>
back and listen to last week's after show, uh, give us your fucking money.com, because I talked about that a lot already. I don't want to rehash all this. I, I offered this challenge because lots of reasons I explained last week. But what it came down to for me is I'm realizing how much I enjoy Spotify as this very informal way to learn about, gather, and listen to information. As we talked about last week with Dr. Don, it's very different from like the way Max does his iTunes library. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very promiscuous world on Spotify where you can just go <laughs> find stuff. It's all very kind of ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about it and what made me so, uh, I ended up making six playlists, um, but like the, it reminded me of college. It reminded me of making mixtapes mm-hmm. and other people making mixtapes for me. And then like there's so many songs in some of these uh, various other ones uh, that are like old, old lists of mine, like from college, that are from the mixtape era, where all these songs I learned about on like Maxell cassettes. And I thought that was something really exciting about that. Um, and I just wanted to share with you guys and our readers the idea that once you spend a little time on this, it does get smarter about knowing what you like, but it's also just a great way to like, with very little fr- uh, friction, um, learn about new music and share it with people, which is, has, has become so fun for Will me. Will you walk us through one of your uh, playlists, Merlin? Yeah, these aren't even my favorites, but the first one I started with, just real quick, was where I was trying to most honor the challenge. And I ended up honoring the challenge in many different weird ways mm-hmm. that I that I, I think are kind of interesting. The, the first one I did, I don't love this playlist, but I said, okay, the, the, the most straight version of this challenge is, and go take a band that I really like that I've just learned about, which in this case is a New Zealand band called The Beths. And so I went into The Beths, I clicked on The Beths, and they went to their section called fans also like and i just started clicking and of course i saw some bands i knew tons of bands i didn't know and the easiest way to do this is just click in the middle of the artist's uh image and it just starts playing their top song right now Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the top song of all time but it's their highest ranked song right now and if it's even vaguely interesting go and listen to some other ones uh i found a lot of stuff i really liked that way and that pattern continued through all of these lists it, it, the pattern comes up with, okay, look at Discover Weekly is another one of my lists, like uh, uh, one called Recent Finds that started out with Discover Weekly and uh, what's the other one called? The uh, Radar, Release Radar. And, you know, that's usually like at least 30% stuff I end up really liking. And you just click and click and click and follow your nose. And you know what? Along the way, you're also going to find stuff you forgot you used to like from this band. So I started a list called uh, Oldie Recurrent, which is a radio term for like once it's fallen out of like high rotation. It's like a song that's really good that you put back in the rotation lightly. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like Max, like you uh, reminded me of Aqueduct. I forgot I like Aqueduct. Add that to that list. And so it just becomes this, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a very fluid way to be able to just explore stuff, to bubble up stuff you used to like, stuff you might like. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a ton of fun to do. So, so, yeah, that's what I did. So with The Beths, I did that just real quick. I, we don't, I don't have to play. I don't really have time to play songs. The Beths, the Beths one was, uh, was good. Another one well, why, where why I started. Why do you say we don't have time yeah, to play let's, songs? Yeah, let's do a little bit. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, the best one uh, was the basic one. I didn't love, love, love everything I was finding, but it was good. The next one was I started with this guy, Jeff Rosenstock, who's really interesting, mm-hmm. and followed through and found, as we talked about last week, found some good kind of what I called emo skate and slightly math songs, but really like screamy emo songs that I liked. Recent Finds is just like every time I found something from Release Radar and Discover, I would add that to Recent Finds. My giant project over the weekend was I've decided I made two playlists that represent songs that were large or special to me in college. One is my first two years of college. The other is my second two years of college. And those are real big. They have like over 40 songs. 
And my sixth list I made is called Oldie Recurrent. And like I say, that stuff where I, oh yeah, I forgot I used to really like that song. I haven't thought about that in a while and put it on there. So that's what I did. May I play a little bit of Jeff, Jeff oh wow, Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah, do it. love this guy so much did you listen to his concept album did you listen to the worry no 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 Roderick when he sings a little bit he does he does he has this weird like punk rock concept album like loosely kind of based on like abbey road Mm -hmm. um not really but like the whole second side is just go go look up jeff rosenstock uh worry Uh, because alex i think you might really like this let me look because the last half of it is just like punky emo one long medley of songs. He's just so sad, and I, I love it. Um, uh, what? G- give me a track. Try uh, track ten. Bang on the door. This is just in the middle of the uh, of the. But you get the idea. This is like early, almost getting into emo type of. Yeah. Oh man, self-deprecating. But then, just just for uh, just for a little bit of contrast, hit uh, six, sixteen while you're alive. Oh man. When you're a ghost, when you're a ghost, sit around and talk about how they like. Is this like a chronological thing of post, like emo and post punk? Like this. Oh, I, I know. So I, I found so many that like I, I don't even know if it's been enough time to call it like uh, nostalgia. But like there were so many songs on that one DBF uh, emo skate and math. Um, on that one, like go click on. Uh, I mean, it's it's so straightforward that it's almost like mm, yeah, like I know what this is. But oh, <laughs> like click on Apple. Good. <laughs> go to Applebee's bar. I love it. I am every person. <laughs> <laughs> is this a, a parody or a real no, song? It's no, a real it's some recent music. Yeah. <laughs> so I that I, sounds like a parody. No, no, but that's it does. but that's the thing. There, these it's kids, still going on. It's like surf. It's like surf or rockabilly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where like it's always been going on. You just don't want to hear it in the charts. There is this. Uh, oh man. Well, you you let's finish Merlin's thing. God, I oh, I've falling in love with spotify um um isn't it fun I, um, this has I mean, become my favorite social network a new account yeah just just oh that's a good idea it. you should do that that's the one thing you could use your cards against humanity email for <laughs> just that is true just yeah. that do you want um um one more song yes yes how about go to recent finds mm-hmm. where i just even this morning i'm adding stuff to this but like you know from, for many years my favorite band was guided by voices i have not followed them absolutely one of my all-time favorite bands mm-hmm. and i followed them very never, closely never, never, very never got into guided by voices how, where, no it's okay it's all right where do I start okay. uh um start with uh b thousand or possibly um propeller Probably B thousands. Those are albums. Be, oh, well, the the one after Alien Lanes is more accessible. Um, well, maybe give me, Alien Lanes. Give me the what's the starter one? What's the one where it's like? Listen to this if you want to see what they're all about. 
Well, their later stuff is much more palatable and polished, but their whole bit was that like they were like deliberately incredibly super lo-fi. And they've kind of mostly left that behind. Pollard's mostly doing other stuff now. But like I didn't know they had a new album. So click on Grace Grace Bat Matters. Wait, wait, so which one should I listen to? What's my first album? B Thousand. Try B Thousand. If you hate B Thousand, you won't like GBV. And this is Grace Bat Matters. So good at my voice. <laughs> is this is okay, this recent? Yeah, it just just came out. Oh, wow. I didn't or know if you want, still how, what about, Have you checked out Have you checked out Car Seat Headrest, Alex? No. I don't know if you're a GB like, and I almost didn't put it on here because it's so similar. Click on fill in the blank. I just discovered these guys not too long ago, and if you like GBV, check out uh, Car Seat Headrest. Listen, it's very tuneful. It's very genuine. I'm making that guitar. Wait till you get to the chorus. It sounds like the kids. Horse some wine. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, anyway, man. that's mine. Uh, all I ask is if you're interested in this stuff, I'll put them in. Well, they'll be in show notes, and I will add these to my playlist. Merlinm.com/slash playlist. Who was that last one? Car seat headrest. I was into that. What a good name for a band. Yeah, their, their stuff is their <laughs> stuff is fun. There's still so much good rock music out there. Nothing against all the EDM the kids like and the moody songs, but like there's still so much good rock and roll out there, and mm-hmm. I, I have no way to discover that. I, I don't follow the trades. And this has been a this has been real good for me to like just discover new stuff hey, that's you, in my wheelhouse. Did you listen to any of the the uh, the uh, lady uh, rock and roll uh, uh, like uh, a front woman uh, singer songwriter rock and roll bands that I recommended to you? Oh, uh, was it Waxahachie? Waxahachie, was that one? Heartless Bastards, or maybe there were I a didn't few more. I didn't love love Heartless Bastards. I listened to some Waxahachie and liked it a lot. I have to be in the right mood for that kind of stuff. If I'm right, if I'm like a Sunday afternoon mood, that's like right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, if you like the girl stuff, I have a list I'm really pleased with. It's not still technically done, but if you, I'll put it I've been, I've been really I've into the Beths. The Beths was a good discovery. Oh, and that the sequencing on that record is so good. Yeah, that's a good. I, I just, I love her. I love her. I just love her voice. It's beautiful and clear, but it's not like overtrained. Like there's oh, some. I have another. I have another it. one. Um, oh, shoot, I better look it up so I get her name right. But um, I think it's um, Margaret Glasby. And she has an album. That's a cool. She has an album. Alex, play, play, play one, one, play the opening of this song uh, on uh, Spotify. Margaret Glassby. It's the first song on the album uh, "Emotions in Math." Oh, 
just when you're gone I start to snooze the alarm Cause I stay up until four in the morning Oh, I like this. Counting all the days to your bath Shivering in an ice cold bath Of emotional I enjoy that. I I'm gonna save that. Yeah, that's one of my I've, I that's one of my Spotify discoveries that uh, that I've been really into. I think she has a really good voice, like an interesting voice. I don't know what to. There's not anyone else who she sounds like. Mm, no, it's real quirky. I like it a like it's like a Nora Jones slash she sounds, she sounds kind of like Specter. She sounds kind of thing. like Joanna Newsom, but in a less in a less novelty way. Mm. Yeah, it it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's mean or not. <laughs> I like Joanna oh, Newsom. I like Joanna Newsom. We, yeah. all, we all like a, oh, we good, all like a good harp old, player. Good, good old Newsom. Uh, harp. Merlin, is that? Oh, God. It is. That's plenty. That's plenty for mine. So, I'm also going to put in show I'll put in show notes this list. Uh, I have many good playlists. This one's called Some Girls. And this is just really good uh, women singing songs. Lots of rock. Mm, sexist, stuff. but okay. Fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll wow. put it in there, what? I guess. Mm, fine, sure. Oh, I hate girls. <laughs> Boo. Boo. No girls allowed. Mm. But it's got Maps. Measly. The best song ever. Yep, it is It is objectively the best, it's probably song, the best ever song ever made. What song? Yeah. Maps? Maps? Oh, Wait. oh my God. They don't Hold love you on. like I love you. Wait. Oh, play oh, it. Oh, my God. Play of that beginning. Of course. Oh, oh, that's so good. My Angus, please stay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, Do Jesus, you not Max. know? Oh, my God. Oh. I remember oh watching God. this music this video in my grandma's she house. She's crying because Angus wasn't Fucking there. Fucking Angus. Angus was supposed to be there. Oh, the drums. That is a good song. I spent like two like years <laughs> trying to get my guitar to sound like that. I like, oh. the, I like the um, I like the Beyonce version better. They were supposed they were going to shoot their video, and her boyfriend, a rock guy named Angus, was supposed to be there because she'd written this song about him and his imminent leaving, and he didn't show up at the video shoot, and she literally fucking cries in the video because Angus isn't there, singing this song about him. My Angus, please stay, Maps. Oh, God. Alex, what was your playlist? Oh, well, now that, well, I mean, how do you follow? The best, no, yours uh, is good. The best, Alex, uh, I like yours. Talk about I yours. Do, you know what? I like mine, it's too. It's moody. So, so what I, I tried to do, um, I, I think last week I, I mentioned how I, I also share my Spotify with Maddie, and it was just a big old disaster. And so then I tried to kind of train it by liking or what, what's it called? Following playlists that Spotify has created, like uh, Pop Punk Powerhouse, Emo Forever, <laughs> Acoustic Emo. So a lot of like that nonsense. Um, and then it started popping up bands like the Get Up Kids and like stuff that I actually liked. Um, and then I was like, OK, I want to find stuff that I, I guess I listen to more often because I'm sad and want quiet music so 
I, I just played a bunch of Sufjan Stevens uh, and then found the refresh thing and just kept refreshing and found like my, my I, I only have five. Um, oh, let me pull this up. I will say Spotify really. Oh, you, you, oh, in Chrome. Can you play Spotify in Chrome? Yes. Okay, I have Safari as my browser right now. That's why. Um, well, I'm using the app. I'm using the the desktop app. Well, if you go to a link, it doesn't automatically open the app for some. Right. Reason. It go- Yeah. 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 That's blah, true. Blah, blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. This. This is so the first song, Serotonin Russians, which is Russians, which is by uh, Max. How do you say it? Fuya and Miyagi, right? Fujia. Yeah, you guys Fujia both had these and folks Miyagi. on your list. Miyagi. And I think this showed up because. Uh, now I just we we play the Cards Against Humanity playlist all the time the place playlist you made so that also is tailored to my Spotify account um, and I had they're, no they're idea not in, they're not in there though the the maybe you are really yep. I don't well then somehow they just got they they all got all up in here um, wow I love their album art and how would how would you describe them. I don't know. Well, like, that's what uh, I mean. I'll talk about that in my yeah. playlist because that's I also use. I made all. I try. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'll get into it in a minute. Yeah. So uh, I I found a session, a live session by Audio Tree, which is this awesome um, mm-hmm. music thing in Chicago. Uh, but it's a mix of like bleep loops and rock and. So this uh, is Fuji and Miyagi. Yes. Oh, this so is Serotonin Rushes. I really like the, the drums are super live on this. I like it. That's very good. Um, and the, I, oh, I know why. It's kind of, it's a little bit like battles. Maybe that's why it uh, it, it popped up. Um, and then there's this other band, Helios. No idea who they are, what they're about. Just really, really started liking them. Um, so this is Bless This Morning. I added, I added this one uh, to my recent finds. Yeah. This is good. I like this one. This is mostly ambient, so I'm just going to skip around. Oh, it's just dark and pleasant. I'm scared and mad at the world. Just a slow boil. (laughs) Singing along. That's what I listen to when I get angry at uh, the Shortcuts apps uh, not working. Um, And and this guy, Perfume Genius, he... (laughs) This guy's a character. He is indeed. And uh, he basically talks about all... There are a bunch of sad songs about being gay, really. Um, Don't know how I could relate. But there was this one song, Mr. Peterson. It's like a a Dear Mrs. Robinson type story. And I, I just enjoy him. It's also, um, oh boy. That's definitely not 
for everybody, but it's it reminds me of like the antlers, but with oh man, piano's fun. I miss piano. Mm-hmm. Love piano. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're making fun of me. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I just sit around and listen to Glenn Gould just because I'm like yes. that. I, I love the sound of a piano. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep last night. I first I listened to the uh, Goldberg Variations, and then yes. I listened to the first Boston album, and I slept just fine. <laughs> To have a peace of mind, take a look ahead. <laughs> but I love piano. Oh gosh! And uh, all right, all right. I'm gonna you, ever, you, ever, you ever watch? You ever watch Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Gould? Mm, I have not. No, no, no. I'm gonna send you a video of him jamming. Oh boy! Oh, that guy can fuck shit up. Uh, the, this is a good list, Alex. It's very moody. It's just like moody and weird. What was the really weird one where oh. I said you might like low? Uh, the one that was kind of thumpy and had like weird electronic uh, sounds in it. Oh, I'm not sure. This is just pleasant piano music, Oliver Arnold's. Um, but but this song by an artist in Honey called Violent Men. Oh my God! What a weird, crazy. I I don't even know what this is. So maybe maybe so people good. might need uh, some you know jazz cigarettes to enjoy that st- type of stuff. But I was <laughs> I was just entranced by all of her crazy weird stuff and the looping she just does with her voice. And yeah, I this is this is like my new social network is seeing uh, all of like my friends' activity and then checking that out and just hitting that huh. refresh button is so cool. Uh, and yeah, that, that's a great that you're discovering something great, especially if you have a very tightly a tight genre mm-hmm. that's happening. Like if you're listening to a lot of, in my case, like 80s or 90s, like indie rock, it's pretty good at going. Yeah, you probably want to add this to your mm-hmm. list and mm-hmm. you see stuff that's familiar and you're like, you get me. You know? And I like that you it, it, it sort of knows what you are listening to. I, I thought my whole all of my suggestions were going to become weird ambient stuff. But no, you start listening uh, again to modern baseball and then it, it just pops up new weird indie punk bands and i oh i love spotify all right max uh so i've been uh, very into this band uh fujia and miyagi lately so their new uh their new album uh i think is like my favorite uh new album i've heard in a long time where is it oh yeah it's called the dbf cyborg playlist and it's called the different blades from the same pair of scissors um, so why don't you, could you play this, but maybe start it at like two minutes and 15 seconds in or so, and then we'll, we'll listen to a few minutes of it. Yeah. So also this album is one. Well, it's very kraut rock. Yeah, like it is. That. This album is super, super kraut rocky, but it's rangy. It has a lot of different sort of styles. And then it's also like a 50-minute song. Like, it's one song that's just like 50 minutes long. Well, actually, oh my it's God. 43 minutes and 27 Two. seconds. All right. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Isn't this fun? I. That's super fun. I love his voice. This is one of those, like... I, 
I haven't listened to something in a while where I'm like, fuck, I would love to see this live. Yeah, they, I they don't want to. They probably would be pretty. It might be a live software demo kind of a band. But it, I mean, there's not many things where I'm like, yeah, I would totally, totally leave the house for this. But yeah, oh, it's amazing. So why did you call it a Cyborg Playlist? Is this all um, well, craziness? So, Zach, so a friend of the show, Zach Gage, uh, made that um, solitaire game where you can like have the computer mm-hmm. suggest a move. And he said a lot of people would just have the computer suggest a move, do the move, have the computer suggest a move, do the move. Mm-hmm. And that would be the game. Mm-hmm. And then eventually yep. they lose and that would be how they played. Yep. And he called it cyborging. And he's like, it's a very popular yep. way to play. Like you'll mm-hmm. lose every time, but oh. it's an option. So I kind of felt like this was cyborging, right? Like I had a computer, oh, yeah, like just a song, and then the next mm-hmm, one, the next mm-hmm. one. So, okay, so I put the Fujiya Miyagi thing in, and I was like, I don't really know how to classify this music exactly, but I want more of it, and I want to find the related artists. Another band that I know is similar is L1011, um, who, by the way, I always assumed L1011 was like one guy with like a computer, but no, no, no. Check them out on YouTube. Not now, but later. Check them out on YouTube. Uh, I recommend a song... My, one of my favorite songs by them is called Transitions, and it's just a it's a crazy song, but it's a very technically complicated song to play. And you've got to see these guys play live. I mean, it's maybe not everyone's kind of music, but it's like the technical skill of playing that live is insane to me. I'll this is the up. double guitar guy, right? He plays a double guitar, and he like That's elect- a he like term, a, right? uh, yeah yeah a double neck <laughs> no. a double neck guitar, <laughs> and he like uh, he has this thing where he like uh, I think it's called a bow, and he electrifies the strings to get these crazy tones out of them. Like an ebo, like an, an ebo. E-bow. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's that. So I put it in, and I saw I saw what it would suggest. So it suggested uh, "Fortress" by Pinback, one of my all-time favorite songs. You could you could hmm. put a minute of that on. Got that heavy vegetable record. It's, I, think I will, yeah. That's a delight. I didn't. I've never heard of Pinback. Oh, they're wow. so good. So that album, um, Summer in Abaddon, I think is it's probably their best album. But they're mm. a very consistent band, and they don't have a bad album. Like you can pretty mm. much just listen to whatever. Um, I like their new stuff a lot. They're they're great. Uh, right in my wheelhouse. So I thought, uh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Like the Pinback, I, I already knew them, but I was like, that's a great fit with Fuji and Miyagi, very similar kind of a tone. And then it started uh, throwing in some Yola Tango. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Eels, one of my other favorites. I forgot. Now I added that to my oldie recurrent. I forgot about that song, and it's so good. The, there's a, mm-hmm. there's like three songs on every Eels albums where every time I look at the album, I'm like, fuck, that song. That was so You know another one that, oh, that yeah. this showed me was uh, Hospital Food from uh, Blinking Lights and something else? Huh. I oh, one of the great Eels songs. And, oh, uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, and then it kind of lost the track. Like, got a little LCD sound system, which is, like, kind of like what I was going for, but I not can quite. see what mm-hmm. happened, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of went off a, a deep end. And then, 
And then it and then it started giving me stuff it knows I like. Like I think at the end where it's giving me spoon, <laughs> <Just> spoon, spoon, <laughs> and, the, and the unicorns. It's like yeah, we're out yep, of ideas. We got but it. here's some stuff that Max likes. No, no, I I <laughs> really it was me like a lot this. Of Beck too, which is an artist that mm. I don't particularly like. Beck, I like some songs. I like the idea of. Beck. I like yeah. some Beck songs. <laughs> yes. I think are 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 catchy, but mm-hmm. I don't sit down and go, "Ooh, I should really listen to a Beck album." Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I I uh, I don't like Beck at all. So mm, no comment on, on that. But I like it's almost like I can see the progression of how they're like, uh, well, LCD sound system. That's why they were recommending Beck. But just like the. It, it did kind of be like, well, I don't know what else you want, so here's some spoon. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I don't think that's bad. I, I, I think that's interesting. I periodically I forget how good LCD sound system is, and then I listen to it. They're real good. And then I get halfway mm-hmm. through the song, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, kind of rocking to the song. And I'm like, man, LCD sound system is so fucking good. You forget how good they are. Uh, n- mm-hmm. n- I don't. But you are, don't? I, <laughs> no, I, do. I love. I t- I, oh I my forget God. until I'm halfway through an LCD sound system song. I forget how much I like them. That's another band that w- when I saw them live, it was like, oh, I I get it now. Like it, it doesn't take away their from their work or anything. But that guy can Let's that talk. guy can fuck. <laughs> Have you seen the LCD sound system <laughs> documentary? Did he do Losing My Edge? Is that yeah? Him? Yeah, Have you guys that's seen the YouTube video of uh, of uh, New York, New York, I love you with uh, the J- Miles Davis. No. Oh, uh, no. Alex, go um, on YouTube. Porn. Flip your computers. I want to make sure you, I, you pick the right video. Mm-hmm. So it's New York, I love you, and then, like, I think it's Miles Davis. I, this is, like, one of my favorite things on YouTube. Yeah, that's it. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit, hit play on that. We'll listen to a, min- a few minutes of that. New York, I love you. <laughs> but All right, you're I'm sold. Me down. <laughs> New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Merlin, you just gotta pull this up. Yeah, you should be looking at yeah. it. It's, fu- it's funny. Like a rat in a cage. Okay. Pulling minimum wage. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Listeners, just just think of a lip-syncing Kermit. <laughs> well, that's the video, music video for, yeah, it's so good. for New York, I Love You. But now he's pulled up another know, YouTube video with Miles Davis. But, but like, the... Doesn't, isn't this amazingly so, good, how it it's fits so together? Good. But they shuttered your stars just when you opened the door. How could it work that well? Yes. Oh, my God. This is both a good... Like, they're taking the music videos from both and just... I, I don't know. This is a fun film mashup as well I I as it. music. I, this I, is delightful. Yeah. It's really, really clever. Yep. Mm. Alex, um, the one I just sent... Uh, no, Alexa, stop! <laughs> Alexandra. Click on the uh, that um, that low while we're waiting. Listen to that low song I sent in the text. Um, Tell me if you hate this or is not. Is this? Did you ever listen to low? You ever listen to low back in the day? I know of it. Is this the? They're real. They're real quiet and like they're like their their live shows are insufferable because everybody sits on the floor and goes shh. 
but um, but check out this this wackadoo fucking new album they released. I think it might be in your wheelhouse. Try that song, Disarray. This doesn't feel like a sit down and shh type of concert. Well, it, it doesn't sound like low. Mmm, I see. So, it's I good headphones. I think music. I literally just. This is so fucking good. That's oh, cool. you don't hate it? No, 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 no. I. But for low, ugh. like low used. To, oh man. Oh, they're so I've good. A, so they're if so this weird. doesn't sound like low, I don't know how I'd feel about low. But I am oh, gonna get into they're, it. Oh, they're 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 good. It's it's like Sloan says. It's not the band I hate. It's their fans. <laughs> um, Where's uh, there's this song of theirs called Whore oh. that I used to really really love. Where is it? It's in actually it's in my Zen, my oldie recurrent list. Do either of you do the thing where you're listening, you hear something new, and then it pops into your head like, oh man, this sounds like the soundtrack too, or like you start picturing. Oh, yes, that is. I, I couldn't. I don't know if it's. And specifically, I think about like things I've shot or things I've seen, and I I don't know. It's just this. I guess that's why my wheelhouse has expanded because anything Expanding that's anything that's good I have enjoyed. Uh, this is a sit down and shh. Oh, what is this? This is whore. Low. <laughs> low. Well, they haven't gotten the hook yet. Okay. Mm, all right. Just gonna take a quick nap. All right. Yep. Yep. So that's low. Shh. <laughs> calm, calm down. Calm down. Wow, I was playing. That's low. That's that's low. Don't interrupt low. He's low. <laughs> that's, <choppy. laughs> that's low. Okay, here comes the hook. Here comes the hook. Oh, I've never been so excited for a drama. What <laughs> happened? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here comes the hook. pretty much the same. What, what, what the same. Joseph Gordon-Levitt starred in whatever movie. <laughs> what Joseph Gordon-Biden. What era? You've listened to Max Rick. Oh, what era is that, is that from? What uh, Late 90s, probably? 2001. Early 2000, yeah. Do you ever listen to that song from Arrival, that Max Richter song <sighs> everybody uses oh. for FPO music? Oh. Do you know that song, um, Alex? I mean, I so know good. all of the... On the Nature of Daylight? <laughs> Going, going, do you know going. That song? I'm sure I do. But like, you're, inst- you're instantly gonna know it. It's the song that makes you cry in Arrival. Mm. But apparently, it's one of those songs that like everybody uses when they're editing mm. and don't have the final music yet. 
as well as the huh. the song from Mo- the soundtrack from Moon Lunar Industries, big mo- big movie trailer. Is that right? Yeah, big movie trailer soundtrack. I sometimes I just listen to it on the Nature of Daylight because it makes me sad. It's beautiful. Oh, I think we Louis Louis Banks was an excellent mother. You know another? Oh, how about this for a movie? Tra- Here's a good poll for movie tra- sad uh, movie trailer music. <laughs> the Mighty Rio yeah. Grande. Play, give that a little play. Well, here, do Merlin's okay. first, and then we'll the do Mighty- that. Wait, so on do, arrival, do what's it called? Oh, oh, look for, uh, go to Max Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R. Oh, I sent it, didn't I send it? Oh, no, I'll send it to you. Max there, Richter, a catalog uh, of afternoons. Here we go, here we go, here we go. On the Nature of Daylight, I'm clicking. There. <laughs> You'll know it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she watches it, watches it get older. She turns 11, oh. 12, 13. Get your men out of there. <laughs> Ah, Johnny! <laughs> Merlin, would you uh, would you still have had the kid? Of course, I would have had the kid. So would I. Why was everyone? John Syracuse is a bad person, and so is Todd Vaziri. They're bad he people. He is a bad person. Louise was a great mom. I agree. Thank you. Hashtag make, Louise was great. You know the Louise, courage it would have taken. Hashtag again. Louise was right. You know what she would have to go through knowing what she knew, and she still did yes. it. Yes. Yes. God damn and, it. And that kid had a fucking good life and... Had a good, uh, good life. <sighs> uh, all right, play. Uh, put on the uh, the Mighty Rio Grande. This is one of my f- my favorite other uh, movie, funny, overused movie soundtrack uh, songs. Mighty, mighty. Movie trailer. Movie, it's from movie trailer. Mm. You've got the, 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 the Inception music, obviously, used a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Brom. Brom. We call it the brown sound? What's it called? Brom. Yeah. The Brom. Mike, <laughs> Mike Runetta did an amazing uh, reasonable, uh, live reasonably sound about bra- the Brom. <laughs> it's very good. Do you guys know this song? I so don't go, think go in, so. Go in a little okay, bit. Okay, yeah, this bit. is... Oh, inspirational indie yeah. type stuff? Okay, yeah. Yep, here oh, we like go. A, like every sports we movie. We bought a zoo. Yeah, turn away. Put it back on. Put it back on. What, what is hope? Hope is a concept. Hope is what we're fighting for. If we can just change one life today, it'll be worthwhile. I want you to get out on that field. Leave it all on the field. Clear eyes, full bowels, can't move. Very funny. What was that? The explosions <laughs> in the sky. The fake Godspeed You Black Emperor. Uh, it, no, it's I like love a, that song, and I will stick stand by it. It's a it's a fake uh, explosions in the sky, uh, which is a, also a fake Godspeed it's, Black Emperor. Mm, it's good. I would, oh. And what's this? You, you don't know what this is. Oh, is this Friday Night Lights? Yes, this is Explosions in the Sky. Your hand in mine. Yeah, which wants to be Godspeed You Black oh. Emperor. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Let's get <laughs> let's do the cry, crying part where they ma- don't make the touchdown. Violin, violin, violin. <laughs> We're leaving Texas. Wow, he got tackled so hard he's uh, <laughs> broke his spine. Oh no, we got a Landry, concussion. Landry, <laughs> I Jason. miss you, Grandpa. That's <laughs> 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 oh, my favorite sequel. Oh, so we're th- this podcast is on Spotify. <laughs> Did you recognize that reference, Alex? Oh, wait, which one? I got lost in my Zeke own reference. from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I miss you, Grandpa. <laughs> oh God, what a good show! Oh. Like a classic, classy, like a lady butler. <laughs> Call me, I love Zeke maybe, so much. Maybe I don't know. 
Uh, what else we got? What's the one? Um, oh. oh, you know what? Henry V. Fucking Henry V. Roddy Doyle. The Henry V music. I think it's actually been reused in other Kenneth Branagh movies. Oh, oh my goodness. I, I just typed in Henry and my... Fr- oh, I am following my friend Henry Birdseye. Te- awesome. On Twitter. What? Oh, this is just trash. Oh, no. Uh, so so what am I What am I looking up? Oh, no. I was just thinking... Uh, so you know the same... The, the greatest speech of all time, St. Crispin's Day? Uh, yeah, you did a project and abandoned it. I did. I mm-hmm, did. I did. Mm-hmm. I, wow, you were following me back then? Merlin... I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Shit. It's, it's a. It's, what was the? Wait. What was this? Let's see who thinks so. Is this a yeah. whole thing? This is a whole thing. Uh, the idea was I by October twenty fifth of probably two thousand three, <laughs> uh, memorize the Saint Christmas Day speech and be prepared to present it. And I totally failed. For what? For what was this for? Because it's the greatest speech of all time. Mm-hmm. No, but for mm-hmm. what was? Why were you doing this? Tumblr. I think we are uh, trying to dial in uh, Amanda Littman from uh, Run for Something to uh, close out our episode with an inspirational uh, speech about voting. Hey, how's it going? Good. Sorry about that. Today has been a mess. Oh, no problem. This is my uh, dear friend, Amanda Littman. She is the uh, co-founder and executive director of Run for Something, uh, which is an organization that helps uh, young people and exciting candidates uh, run for office. Um, Amanda and I met uh, working on the Clinton campaign and uh, she has uh, really uh, built this amazing organization that, that I uh, uh, really, really admire. Um, and uh, I know I've been um, supporting and working for some Run for Something candidates here in Illinois. Uh, but uh, I just thought, uh, I know, you know, uh, we obviously we talk about politics a lot. We get a lot of questions from our listeners of, like, what kind of stuff should they be doing leading up to the midterms? And I could really think of no better person than Amanda to... Uh, Give us a little pep talk and also give people some practical advice on uh, how to spend this last uh, week before uh, uh, before the elections start. Um, I am so, so excited. So where do you want to start? Uh, oh, yeah. Tell, OK, first of all, tell us about Run for Something. And can you can you give us some like I think we all we all need a little pick me up this week. So can you give us some of the, the good news uh, from that uh, uh, from uh, from that? You, know, you guys have done some amazing work over the last two years. Can you give us some of the highlights? So, since we've launched on Inauguration Day, um, almost more than 19,000 young people have raised their hands and told us they want to run, and about 10% of those have actually gotten on the ballot. So, we know that there are thousands of young people running for office across the country for the first time, all running for something local, for school boards, for state legislature, for city council, um, the things that really make a difference. What I'm really excited about is that in just uh, a few days on election day, we're going to have 420 endorsed run for something candidates all across the country. 46 states. Damn. Uh, 50% of them are women, 35% of them are people of color, 15% are LGBTQ, and they are amazing. They are moms, they are teachers, they are veterans, they are artists and musicians. They are real people like you and like me, but so much better because they have changed their careers and their lives to what I think will ultimately change the world. So I am so excited for so many of them to win and for the ones that don't, for their door knocking and, and arguing about the issues to really have made a difference in their community. Can you tell us about some of the, the cool Run for Something candidates? I mean, um, I know uh, run out uh, here in Illinois running for DuPage County Board is uh, my friend uh, Hadia Afzal. Very excited for her. Um, I know you guys worked with uh, Danica Rome in Virginia. 
Uh, tell us about tell us about some of these these exciting people that you guys are working with. Totally. So Heidi at DuPage County, along with um, Ashley Selman and Zara Zawatwala out there running really, really great campaigns, talking voters, knocking doors. We've got people like Aaron Wiener in Texas who's running for state ledge and getting mistaken for a college kid during her first trimester of pregnancy because she couldn't stop throwing up while knocking doors. Um, we've got Andrea Mars running Oof. for Coastal Mesa City Council out in California. Uh, Jennifer Mayer running for state ledge in Pennsylvania, who's done an incredible campaign. Uh, Gayatri Agnew, this badass mom in Arkansas, who uh, helps get Arkansas women the right to use campaign funds for childcare. Uh, Josie Raymond out in Kentucky did the same thing. Caitlin Clarkson Pereira up in Connecticut is, is fighting me to fight against the Connecticut State Ethics Commission to make sure that moms and dads can run for office and make sure their kids are taken care of. Um, who else? Uh, Sam Edwards down in South Carolina, who was the founder of Indivisible there. Um, Frank, whose last name is escaping me, but if he wins, he'll be the first elected African-American mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, wow. Lavelle Compton in Oklahoma. You know, I could go on and on and on. These incredible candidates. Well, I saw, you know, we were we were texting each other about that article uh, that ran this week about, um, it was an interview with these millennials about why they don't uh, vote. And it was, it was interesting. They talked to like 14 millennials who were not going to vote and they got into why. And I would say like the number one reason was people felt like they didn't understand enough about the issues to vote. So they were like, they would say something like, yeah, I don't really like Trump, but I also don't feel like I know enough about the issues to vote. And to that, I would just say, like, the way our country is designed, you are not, you don't need to be an expert to go vote. Just vote, just vote your gut. Go with the people that you trust that aren't transparently trying to kill you and dick you over <laughs> and uh, go with that. And if you're not sure, you also, you know, you don't have to fill everything out on the ballot. So just go vote for the people that uh, that you know or you've heard of. And the other thing is, I think there, I think, you know, some of our listeners may live in states where maybe they're not that excited about tickets, like on the top of the ticket. Uh, so, for example, like, let's say there was a state where you had two people running for governor and they were both, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> they were both billionaires and, um, you know, more or less, more or less indistinguishable in their, uh, in their uh, mm-hmm. uh, backgrounds and sort of personal presentation. Mm-hmm. And they just pull up again uh, alongside each other, like uh, these big ironclad battleships in the Civil War and just start firing attack ads at each other, spending millions and millions of dollars until your eyeballs are bleeding. And you're like, boy, I'm not really motivated to vote for either of these people. Uh, but uh, consider this. There are going to be some really cool young people running down ballot, people who can actually relate to your life and your problems, who you can go vote for. You don't have to care about the, the top of the ticket or some guy you've never heard of you haven't met. Go vote for the people in your community who are going to, like like Amanda said, they're going to fix your streets and and prevent the planet from melting. Yeah, and um, if you don't like the folks at the top of the ticket, make sure you're voting for people who can check their power. So... Maybe you don't love either gubernatorial candidate, but your state ledge candidate is going to be the one who can hold them accountable for, for enacting the decisions they make. So focus your, your efforts there. Um, for me, what I think is really telling about those, that article, and, and I mentioned this to you, is the ones who did mention, oh, I'm probably going to vote, is because they heard from someone, because they talked to a mom or a friend or a candidate or an organizer. They really connected with someone in, in real life about why this matters. And that reminded me why it's so, so, so important to be knocking doors and making phone calls, especially knocking doors, um, and why I'm really glad that at least I run for something candidates are knocking on average between five and 10,000 doors in the themselves. That conversation will do more than any ad campaign we could ever imagine. So I think that is part of the way that we get 
young people really excited about voting again. Um, well, Amanda, you're probably in touch with more of these uh, sort of uh, uh, local campaigns than anyone I know. Um, what you know, people are listening to this. They're you know probably feeling nervous as I am about the about the election. You want to do everything you can. Um, you know, I would say now is the time where you know in a week, if things don't go our way, you don't want to be looking back, going, "Oh boy, I wish I had done something more." So you know, this is kind of the time to leave it all on the uh, on the field. What specifically should people do? So you mentioned, uh, you know, go find a local campaign, make phone calls, go canvas. How do people do that? Uh, one of the best ways to do it is to go to runforsomething.net slash volunteer dash four dash something. We're very creative with our naming here. Um, basically, every candidate we're working with, along with most of the state parties we're working with, will have events listed up there. There's also remote opportunities. So if you're interested in doing text messaging or phone banking from home, we have those up there, too. Um, the other thing you can do is find your local Democratic Party's website or the, the part of the you know, infrastructure that appeals to you, whether that's Democratic Socialist or Indivisible or OSA, um, and head to their website and see what events they've got going on this weekend. In this final stretch, folks are going to go going out and talking to voters. And this is the best, honestly, this is my favorite time to do voter contact because you're not talking to people who are scary. The list you're going to get are folks who just need a little reminder to vote. So you're not saying, vote for this person or that person. You're going over and making sure the people have all the information they need to make their voice heard. So do they know where to vote? Do they have a plan? Do they know what time polls open? Do they have a ride? Can you help them? It's really, really positive and fun. In other words, we're not talking to Republicans anymore, trying to convince them to vote for us. We're only talking to Democrats and giving them like logistical information on how to vote. And in general, people at this stage, if you go out and canvas, people are so happy to see you like they're they'll they'll like thank you and give you a high five. And they're very fired up. So it's a very safe and fun and exciting time uh, to go door to door if you're considering it and you haven't done it yet. Uh, one other thing I can think of is if you do have a car, especially a large car like a van, there really is a need to uh, both uh, this weekend to be driving uh, canvassers out and helping shuttle people around, but also uh, on election day to drive people to the polls. So you can also volunteer with uh, with a campaign about that. Any are there any other things like that that I should that we, that we should uh, tell our listeners to do, Amanda? Um, there's going to be GOTV and go get out the vote activities happening all through election day. So if you can't campaign this weekend, but you can maybe take Tuesday off work and do that. That's helpful. Uh, you can also do text messages and phone calls, uh, maybe from work or on your break. So uh, don't think you don't have the time. You absolutely have the time to at least do something. And if you can't do something, or even if you can, you want to do more, go give online, especially for these local races. Well, they may not spend money on ads or on canvassers. It's really important that they don't end in debt, especially for some of these local races. There'll be personal debt on the line. Um, so anything you can do makes a difference. All right. Uh, and uh, Amanda, give people that URL one more time if they want to connect with a Run for Something candidate. Runforsomething.net slash volunteer dash four dash something is your home base. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I definitely urge all of our Dubai Friday listeners, if you, you know, you know, whatever, it's all it's all it's all fun and games and making fun of Donald Trump, uh, except for this week. Please go do something because you'll be really sad if you don't. And uh, if you need further advice, uh, you can reach me on uh, the Discord or the Twitter or something. And I will... Uh, 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 help uh, send you, uh, I'll help find something cool in your area for you to uh, go help out with. All right. Thanks, Amanda. Good luck. Thanks, <laughs> What campaign office is she working out of? Um, I don't know. I think Amanda's very involved in, I'm just speculating here, but she's very involved in Virginia politics. So mm. she might have been doing like some sort of GOTV thing in Virginia. Uh, that would be my guess. 
And Run for Something is nationwide, nationwide right? Nationwide. And they have so many cool young people <laughs> who are running for office for the first time. I definitely recommend, if you're going to put your effort somewhere, find a Run for Something candidate and, and go work for them. It will be, it'll go noticed and be appreciated so much more than <laughs> like making calls for Beto or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not like Beto's not great, but he has enough help. All right, well, uh, is that it? I mean, yes, but uh, say something funny. Oh, we have to. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have anything funny to say, but I forbid you from listening to the podcast <sighs> if you don't go do something this, this week to help out. Let's all go around and say what we're going to do to help out. Merlin, what are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> all the great things. Mm, yep, 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 yep. I've had, a, I've had a pretty busy week, you know, mm-hmm. getting out there. Um, I met a very old Chinese woman with kidney disease at a dim sum stand, and I helped her understand mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. Prop 8 is hurting her HMO's dialysis holding company. Um, <laughs> you can stream that live at xiaomai.disco slash superwokebrother uh, for now, one word. Um, I taught a, a grateful Estonian man with a toupee that payday loans are usurious to the white working class. You can check that out at hearsuit.ee slash getreal one percenters slash affiliate slash hotdogsladies-actual, one word. Um, oh, uh, last night I uh, helped a homeless gender fluid man with a detuned banjo learn that love is actually a verb. Um, that's up right now in the members only feed at premium.membersonly feed. That is so premium.membersonly feed. slash claw dash hammer dash preview slash scrugs slash blue wave slash 2018. Well, one word. 